Hello and welcome to the Homeless Vagabond Experience with your host, Hydrovlogs. If you're new here, this is the podcast where I talk about being a homeless nomad and traversing across America. If you're into that, go ahead and subscribe or follow, like, five-star review, whatever your podcasting platform has on it. And with that, let's just get right into this. So, I am in Hesperia, California. I've been here for a few days, going to be here for a few more days, waiting on a buddy. He's going to be coming by. We're going to hang out for a day or so. I've just been kind of relaxing. I actually went on a hike to Deep Creek. I made a YouTube video on that. You can check that out on my YouTube channel. Speaking of which, thank you, everybody, for the 4,000 subscribers. That is unbelievable and overwhelming. I really, really appreciate it. Also, let me just say, I still do not have a dedicated microphone. I'm hopefully getting one tomorrow. Hopefully. Uh, so we got police driving over my head. Okay, I'm in a storm drain, so hopefully the cars, you can't hear the cars going by, but there were some police that were blaring the sirens right overhead. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, dedicated microphone. Uh, there's a target about 15 miles away, so I'm going to take a walk to that target and get a dedicated microphone. I wanted to go to the target that was like two miles away because didn't want to walk 15 miles if I didn't have to. But I looked on their website and they were sold out of the microphone that I wanted. So yeah, once I'm done this podcast, I'm probably going to make that walk to Target, get a microphone. I just wanted to film this and get it out because I got a lot more videos in the pipeline. Uh, Q&A video should be up after I get my microphone. So in about two days or so, that's going to be on the actual YouTube channel. So yeah, watch out for that. But uh, let's go ahead and get into what I've been up to. So something happened to me the other day, and it's a great jumping off point to kind of talk about animals. So I was sleeping right behind a Walmart, not like physically behind the Walmart. There's like a giant field, like 300 feet away from the Walmart. And I made a really, really bad mistake that I've made a few times, and I'll get into it. I ate where I slept. So I was having like a can of pork and beans. I had two cans of pork and beans and ate them up and just got in my sleeping bag, and I went to sleep. And then I heard something walking up on me, and I woke up, and I looked up, and there's a coyote like five feet away from me. And I'm just like, oh, hello, friend. How are you doing? Please don't bite my face off. And, you know, of course, when I saw him, I kind of jumped up as a reflex, and he kind of jumped back, and we were staring at each other for about 20 seconds, and then he ran off. So I uh, put the cans of pork and beans that I just ate inside the Walmart bag, tied it up, and I went about 10 feet away from that, slept, woke up the next morning, nothing got into them, thankfully, and you know, picked them up and took them to Walmart to throw them away. And you wanna know what the worst part is? Like, I have had this happen so many times and I never learned. I've told the story before, but I've got so many new subscribers, so I'm gonna tell it again. I was in Mount Savage, West Virginia, and I had just walked 20 miles with no food, I was starving. I got some food at a gas station, basically inhaled it. Then I went back in and I got two more uh, sandwiches. They were pulled pork sandwiches. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go find a spot to sleep because the sun's going down. I'll eat these sandwiches and I'll be all fine. That's what I did. Found a spot to sleep, ate my sandwiches right there, put up my hammock and went in and went to sleep. And then I woke up in the morning to two bear cubs and a mama bear staring at me. It's like, oh, this could be bad. Luckily... I've been around bears my entire life, so bears aren't as dangerous as people think they are. I just kind of rolled back in my hammock and waited about 30 seconds and they ran off. Yeah, do not eat where you sleep. I 
I'm going to continue to do it because I never learned my lesson just like rationing water. I'm more about rationing water. But do as I say, not as I do. I really need to start doing that, though, because I'm almost in, like, grizzly territory, and black bears are sweethearts, but grizzly bears, they can be a little aggressive. So I'm going to change my ways. Also, speaking about animals, this is something that happened to me, like, two weeks ago, but I never mentioned it anywhere, or at least I don't think I did. Raccoons, they are the scariest animals I have ever encountered. Like, I would rather be 10 feet away from a grizzly bear than 10 feet away from a raccoon. They are the bravest, raccoons are the bravest animals I've ever met. I was in, oh jeez, I don't even remember the city, it was about two weeks ago, but I was sleeping in, in the woods and I woke up to something, like my backpack moving. I look over and the sun is just starting to peek out and I look over and there's a raccoon trying to get into my backpack and I was stupid enough, I didn't have it completely zipped up and I kind of flinch at him, to like run away. And he just stands up on his hind legs and stares at me and then goes back into my backpack and pulls out <laughs> my tortilla shells and runs off. And he doesn't like run off far. He's just like goes five feet away from me. He's just kind of looking at me and he's ripping up the plastic and then he's eating my tortilla shells. And I'm sitting there like, okay, look, you're obviously not scared of me. So I'm not going to threaten you anymore. You just do your thing. And I just sat there and I stared at him. And he didn't even eat the tortilla shells. He like took a bite and then ran off. I'm just like, well, now I can't eat them, so thanks. But uh, I went over and ripped the plastic off and put the tortilla shells on the ground because, I mean, I'm not going to eat after an animal's bitten from them. So, you know, now there's two tortilla shells for the raccoons or the skunks or whatever. Yeah, raccoons and skunks are apparently friends. I was in another town and I was sleeping in like kind of a drainage ditch, I guess. And I wake up, and there's a skunk passing by me. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Skunks, they are not, they're not going to mess with you. They're not aggressive. I'm not really too worried about skunks. And then right behind the skunk, there's a raccoon. And behind the raccoon is like three baby raccoons. And again, that raccoon stands up on his hind legs, looking at me like, don't you mess with my babies. Don't you mess with my babies. I'm like, I ain't going to mess with your babies. You, you keep walking. Just go away from me. I'd rather, rather have a bear be around me than raccoons. And the skunks, or the skunk and the raccoons, they ended walking into like a drainage pipe and never saw them for the rest of the night. So that was nice. Anyway, what's, uh, what's the topic for today? Oh yeah, finding work. Because I've gotten like so many new subscribers and such. And a lot of people ask me, how do you survive? How do you make money? How do you eat? Yada, yada, yada. And so I'm just want to, you know, I'm not going to go into everything how I get food. You know, I can fish, I can kill a rabbit, but uh, I want to talk about finding work, how you can like just find odd jobs. So the easiest odd job to get, honestly, is if you see someone driving a U-Haul truck, just walk up and ask them if they need help unloading it. Nine times out of 10, they're going to tell you no. But that one time someone tells you yes, that's an easy 100 or 200 bucks in your pocket. So yeah, like any kind of moving trucks. People always want help moving into like their homes or whatever. And as long as you look good and you're nice, you know, they'll be nice to you. You can also use Craigslist to kind of find odd jobs, although Craigslist is filled with a lot of spam, so be careful with that. And honestly, things like construction-type jobs are also really good jobs to find. You, know, you can walk up to someone and be like, hey, do you need an extra set of hands? And again, nine out of ten times, you're going to get told no. But that one time you're told yes, you're going to make a few hundred dollars. And, you know, with my lifestyle anyway, a few hundred dollars lasts me a long time. I'm not 
buying anything ex- extravagant and you know I'm not eating fast food every day I'm like making my own food from scratch so it's cheap I remember in it was in Texas right outside Midland Texas but I don't remember the exact town I actually worked for a company for about two or three weeks uh, setting the foundations of trailers like taking like the cement blocks and putting them under trailers and all that kind stuff and I made like I think it was like 1500 or two grand just in three weeks. So yeah, anything to do with construction, always ask because uh, there's a good chance I'll just be like, yeah, there's a good chance somebody called off that day and they're behind schedule and they will love you if you you know step up and just do whatever you can. And then another thing you can do, this one doesn't work as often, but every now and then, uh, find like a mom and pop restaurant on like a Friday or Saturday night and just walk up and say, hey, do you need someone to wash dishes for the night? Every now and then, you'll you'll get someone's like, yeah, absolutely, we're slammed, get in here. And you know, washing dishes is, for me, washing dishes is therapeutic. I absolutely love it. So whenever I get a chance to wash dishes, I'm just like, yes, especially when I'm getting paid, like, yes, I will gladly do that. Oh, and then another thing you can do, which everybody should do, is recycle. Especially here in California, like recycling's a big thing in California, which I love. I'm very, very keen on saving the environment, as many of you can probably guess. And you know, you can walk around in California, you can find plastic bottles, cans, all that kind of stuff, take them to the recycling plant, make a few dollars. You know, I can spend a day picking up trash and make like 30 bucks from it. And that 30 bucks is gonna last me five, six days a week, so. Yeah, one day of work for seven days of food. I ain't going to complain about that. And uh, if you have any other suggestions that I'm not thinking about, because I'm always looking for ways to kind of monetize myself, if you will, and make a few extra bucks, let me know, because definitely want to find more ways to make some money on the road. Anyway, let's uh, get to the next section of this podcast, which is just a little story. Um, I'm not... This is going to be kind of a shorter podcast, just because... I don't have a microphone, and I don't want to put out horrible quality podcasts, so I'm kind of making it short for that reason. But I really want to tell a story about how I accidentally walked into a military base in Georgia. I'm not going to say where the military base is, but I was in Georgia, and I was in a town that basically didn't have a road out of it. Like, the only roads out of it were interstates, and you couldn't walk on interstates. But then I saw there was one road that led out. And I saw I can get on that road from the railroad tracks. So I start walking the railroad tracks. And there's this little turnoff on the railroad tracks. And I start walking down it. And I see the signs that say, live firing in progress. I'm thinking, that doesn't sound good. But I don't hear gunshots. So let's, let's, keep, let's keep going. And I keep walking along those railroad tracks. And I see cars that are like completely torched and like flattened like pancakes. I'm like, okay, this is really weird. Then I get off the railroad tracks and I get onto the main road. And before I actually got to the main road, I saw like an army Humvee drive by and I paused and I looked on my phone and the road is called Perimeter Road. And I'm like, oh, that is, that's a military road. And I'm like 20 feet away from the road and a police officer drives by, and he starts to slow down. And I'm like, oh, he sees me. I'm on a military base. I mean, I guess technically I wasn't on the military base. I was on the perimeter road that was, like, around it. And he stops. 
I'm kind of looking at him, and he's not backing up. He's not yelling at me to leave or whatever. But I turn around, I start walking back the way I came, and then I kind of look over my shoulder, and he's slowly pulling away, going down the road. I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm pretty good. I guess he's not going to throw me in jail for <laughs> accidentally going on a military base. So yeah, that was fun. And then I ended up having to walk the railroad tracks to the next town. Like I said, there wasn't really a way out of that town except for that one road that was to the south and these railroad tracks. And the only issue was the railroad tracks, there was a bridge, and that bridge, it was not wide enough for a train and a person. And so I kind of sat there. I was like, should I cross? Because if I cross and the train comes, I am screwed. But I ended up crossing, and I was safe, and I lived happily ever after. <laughs> okay, and with that, let's get into some questions. Just two questions today. Question number one, this kind of turned ties into what I said earlier in the program. What do you do when a wild animal walks up onto you? Well, if it's a raccoon, you give him as much space as possible. If it's a bear, you go up and you pet it. That's a joke. Don't, don't pet bears. Uh, but seriously, 99% of animals are more afraid than you. More afraid of you than you are of them. Like, that's completely true. The biggest tip is never turn your back on any kind of large animal, like a bear or a mountain lion. If you turn your back and you try and run from something like that, they're gonna think you're prey and then you're gonna have a very bad time. But you know, if it's a bear, respect the bear, respect its space, get out of its way. It's not, at least black bears, at least black bears, I should preface that. I don't have experience with grizzly bears, so I'm not gonna comment on grizzly bears. But with black bears, you know, you give them your space, you give them their space, they're not gonna mess with you. Same with big cats, you know, unless they're like protecting their uh, babies or children, cubs, then they might be a little aggressive. But other than that, when an animal walks up, to you, walks up onto you, give it its space. If it's starting to act a little aggressive towards you, that's when you kind of make yourself look big. You make a lot of noise and hopefully that scares it away. But, you know, I haven't had any experiences I've been living in the woods for like two years, and I haven't had any experiences with animals attacking me. They've walked up to me plenty of times, but other than one time staring down a boar, I never really felt threatened by an animal. And the only reason, like, I kind of felt threatened by that incident with a boar, I was in Texas, and it's a fair, I don't know if it's actually called a boar or if it's just a feral pig. It was a feral pig, and it has babies with it, and I was walking on the side of the road, and it's just staring me down. I'm just walking down the road and I'm kind of glancing at it. You know, I don't want to make eye contact with it. It seemed threatening. And it's staring me down, it's staring me down. I'm like, oh, it's going to charge me. Probably going to charge me. I get a few hundred feet away from it and by now it's behind me and it starts crossing the road and then it stands in the middle of the road looking at me and crosses the rest of the road. And then I didn't see it after that. So yeah, other than that, I've never really felt scared of animals. And you shouldn't either, unless it's a grizzly bear or a polar bear. Then, uh, if it's a polar bear, you definitely want to run because polar bears are always hungry. And then the last question of the podcast, how do you take care of your feet? So that is a good question. And the answer is I don't really do anything. Um, I just use common sense. You know, if my feet really, really hurt, like I've been walking for weeks and haven't had many, many breaks and they just really, really hurt, take a break. That's it. Uh, don't wear boots. My goodness, never, never walk on the roof boots. I had boots for two months, and I don't think I got a stress fracture, fracture, but I was darn close. 
every day I would wake up and my feet would be killing me. So yeah, don't wear boots. Bad for you. I mean, at least if you're not like doing what I do. Obviously, there are many situations where boots are good for you. Uh, yeah, when it comes to my feet, like I'm just used to it. I built up such a tolerance just because I've worked in the restaurant industry for like 10 years. And, you know, when you're on your feet for 12 to 15 hours a day, five to six days a week, your feet just get used to it. And so, yeah, I would recommend like some gel inserts. I do use those. Not like the foam inserts, but the actual gel inserts for your shoes. They're really, really good. And yeah, they definitely help. So I'd recommend those. And I think with that, I'm going to end the podcast here. Sorry it's short. Sorry it's kind of rambly. Next episode will be a lot better quality because I'll have a microphone. Oh, and I also forgot to mention this. If you have a question you would like to ask me, send it in to thehomelessvagabondexperience at gmail.com. And I'll make sure to answer that. Anyway, with that, I'm going to close up shop and go get this microphone. I hope you all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye, everybody.